Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. One, two, welcome, welcome. You guys hear me all right? I almost ate it on that. You guys see that? My OCD is just going to need to be a little bit right there. Don't worry. Ah, uh, what a great morning already, huh? Man, it's been fantastic. Well, I'm not dancing today. Uh, you, you do never know. I didn't know I was dancing that day. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I feel, I feel like I've got a word, a real significant word for us uh, this morning. I'm not sure when last time I was speaking up here. It's been a minute, right? A few months or something. Um, I got to brag on my, my son, Josiah, where are you at? Did he dip out? He's in the bathroom. I caught him while he's in the bathroom. That'll be even better for him. Uh, I got to brag on him. He's turned 16 on Tuesday. Very excited. So you have to give him a, sh- a shoulder check when you see him. But uh, uh, turned 16 on, on Tuesday, so very excited about that. And then Jocelyn, who's in the back, is um, at college. She's up at Kennesaw State. And, uh, deep into her first, first year, yeah. loving it up there, uh, doing fantastic. Both of them are doing great. Um, real, real, real proud of those guys. And, uh, and my mom, my mom's online. Hi, mom. She's always back there. Hi, mom. She's always uh, tuning in. But uh, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Quinn's still running 100 miles. Uh, she, she just ran one a few a month ago, two months ago. Has it been five weeks or something, her and Brent? Uh, did fantastic, but um, yeah, so just a little update. I, I talked to you guys like normal, other than weird dancing, something or other things, and so a little, little update to start us off. I feel like I have a prophetic word for us. You guys ready? Um, so I've had this, this phrase rolling through my head since yesterday afternoon, something old, something new. And I didn't watch any like wedding chick flicks or anything. So just, <laughs> you know, it's not, that's not a thing. Uh, but uh, I kept, just kept, it's something old, something new. And I was like, I was like, okay, okay. I, you know, not sure exactly what it means, but paying attention anyway. And, uh, and then I hear this word um, this morning. I, 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 I've kind of have heard this for a few months, but really felt like this morning it kind of came more pronounced, like this is actually a word for our house. It's not just a, an observation dam, right? The Lord's like, this is how he talks to me. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I heard, I heard him say, um, Bethel Atlanta has a Kairos call to our region to bring unity where there is diversity. It's coming. I'm just, I'm waiting. Power, power pause. <clears throat> Bethel Atlanta has a Kairos call to our region to bring unity where there's diversity. So we're, we're going we're gonna to break some of this down. I, I feel like I want to talk a little bit about the mandates on our house that, that also indicate some of that word. Um, and then talk a little bit uh, about some of the hows to steward this word. Um, 
you know, the Kairos call is a timely call, right? The Kairos moment, it's this season, it's this time thing. And I felt this, I've said this to the team a few months ago, it just feels like we have a unique opportunity as who we are as a culture in our house um, to bring a, a level of unity in what we know our call is to be a diverse church, very diverse. Um, so that's one of the mandates on our house, if you didn't know, is uh, it's been since the history of Bethel Atlanta has always had a little bit of a, 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 a small uh, picture, if you will, of the city of Atlanta, which is very diverse in the metropolis, right? Like um, whether it be age demographic, race demographic, socioeconomic, whether it be um, you know, what people do for careers, whatever uh, classes there are, there's, there's a wide variety of diversity. And if you look at Bethel Atlanta, it's always had this history of having a smaller imprint, a picture, if you will, of that, demo, that larger picture. Does that make sense? You guys tracking? Yeah. And so it's always had this bent to, to carry with it this diversity. Um, and so that's just, that's just been a mandate on the house. And so when I hear the Lord start talking like he did this morning around our call to our region to bring unity where there's diversity, um, it feels like there's this Cairo seasonal opportune moment to bring a solution to actually maintain the mandate that's on our house. It's a seasonal thing. Like there's an opportunity in this moment. I mean, we're, we're, all, we're all living on the earth, right? <laughs> You're all living your life, right? We're all in the same place, seeing the same things, experiencing the same things on social media and the news and uh, whatever the issues are of the day, whatever it's been, especially in the last two or three years where it's been highly pronounced, right? Like we're all living the same world. Yeah. We're all experiencing the same world. That's not, that's not nothing new for any of us. And so I don't think it's, uh, it, it, it's unknown or uh, would be unknown to say, how do you maintain unity when that's happening? Right? Like that's a question mark. And I also think it's important when I start, we start hearing the diversity piece that bringing unity where there's diversity, that, that there's no, this is why I started off talking about my family because I knew I was just going to get right in. <laughs> you guys get, I was like, I got to do something because otherwise we're going right in deep. So here we are. Uh, welcome. So. It's important that you don't hear unity where there's diversity, that you don't hear unity where there's division. Because that's not what the word is. The word is unity where there's diversity. We got to unpack what unity is. We got to have a little bit more of a clear understanding of what diversity is. Diversity is you're going to find yourself around people who don't look like you, think like you, behave like you, act like you, dress like you, work like you, live like you. Oh, it's Thanksgiving week. We're going to be around a table of family members. You ever notice yourself in the same situation? <laughs> People don't think like you, act like you, behave like you, dress like you, work like you, right? Oh, we're talking, it sounds like we're talking about family. What a great week to talk about this. But there's something that binds you together. And it isn't the way you talk, the way you think, the way you believe, the way you behave, the way you work, the way you dress, the way you look, your skin color, how much money you make. Those aren't the things that bind you when you're sitting around the 
dinner table, is it? So we got to unpack some things. What's diversity? What's unity? What are you bound by? I think... Uh, I'm listening, sorry. Um, when you start unpacking stuff like that or even having this conversation, it gets a little bit weird, right? You start feeling it like, ooh, I feel a little uncomfortable. I'm not sure. I don't like going to Thanksgiving dinner. That's why you only do it once a year, right? <laughs> now we're talking about living in a house and doing life in such a way that's very similar in that I'm not bound by the things that make me comfortable, that they look like me, think like me, behave like me, act like me. And those things are very comfortable. It's easy to do life like that. Bound together by a mission, bound together by a, 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 a mandate, something we're going after. But I, I promise you there's left, less life there. Nor is it a picture of heaven. It's not a picture of a family. And when you start to unpack how the Lord functions, it's very much in the family. And so, I, I, A, we have a unique call to diversity. And B, we have a solution because there's, a, there's actually a culture within our movement that we have cultivated over decades that points to a solution of how we maintain diversity while we still maintain unity and actually experience a quality of life that's higher a higher way of thinking. Your ways are not my ways. My, your thoughts are not my thoughts. It's a higher level of thinking than what is earthly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I keep coming back to it. I guess I should talk about it. I, I, got, I got a word a year and a half ago. Lauren's had me bring it up a few times recently. So it keeps coming up. I think I should share it. Okay, so I got this word about a year and a half ago. Um, it was May. We were in the tent, and um, we were in the tent only like seven or eight months ago. Can you believe that? It feels like, it feels like a lifetime ago that we were in the tent. <laughs> but I got this word while well, we were in the tent. It said, um, we will miss these days the raw organic days. When we get into the new building, we will feel like a different church. We'll grow fast. Our outsides will begin to catch up with our insides. Don't be concerned with the pace, it's okay. Some will say we're getting too big for our britches, but those did not see what was there all along. Do not turn to the left or the right in this season. Stay steadfast. When you're in this new season, what will you wish you did? What will you wish you had focused on? What will you wish you had said? What will you, will you wish you had demonstrated? 
And so I keep thinking this phrase, I, there's you know, a few things to unpack on that, but um, what will you wish you had said? What will you wish you had focused on? I, I, it keeps coming up. Because I think if I, you know, when I look back at the last year and a half or so, I think when I think, what, what, what do I wish I would have focused on? Yeah. We as a body have been pointing towards the solution, the king, in the last season, this season for the last couple of few years. I think what I wish we would have said was told you that that's what we were doing. That we are purposely and intentionally trying to lift our eyes and lift our heads and think at a higher level of thinking and think in terms of the king, the, the, in terms of Jesus, the non-negotiable, the solution, the one who brings all peace, the one who brings all solutions, the one who brings all restoration, reconciliation, justification, the one who is the answer. Like that's very intentional because he is the answer. It's not, um, the answer's not gonna be the way you tackle this social issue. The answer's not gonna be the way you tackle this political view. It's not gonna be the way you do X, Y, or Z because that's very earthly thinking. The solution is only going to be Jesus. He's the one who's gonna bring the solutions to the things that we are in our, have in our world. And believe it or not, it's your connection with him that will actually manifest a unique individual expression of a said solution. That if I give you a solution and we rally around that one solution, what happens when that solution is gone? Didn't work or we succeeded. Then what bound us was the mission, not the people. Unity can't be found around this, the, the mission or the solution or the mandate. That can't be what is binding us together because that comes and goes. This is how division is created. When those things shift or change or the way those things happen, well, I wouldn't have did it like that. No, I'm sure we have 150, 200 people in the room that wouldn't have done it like that. We have all, your, all have our own unique expression and our own unique uh, uh, individual call and mandate on our own life. Of course, we all wouldn't have done it the same way. So then if that's what's binding us and we all have different opinions about that, are we bound together? Uh-uh. Now we're divided. Unity can't be found around uh, 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 a unique expression even a unique individual mandate, uh, uh, um, a, a way of you know, seeing the kingdom happen on the earth. You might have a bent toward it and birds of a feather flock together and that's beautiful. But if that's the only thing that's binding you together, then you're missing the component that God created from the beginning, which was he calls us sons and daughters. Right. He calls us family. Right. He's called us to be sons and daughters and brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers. He's called us to have a connection that's deeper than a call or a cause. The connection that binds us together, the unity that has to happen in order for us to maintain a diverse culture is that we are bound by the love of our Father and the love of one another. Something old, something new. <laughs> What's the greatest of all commandments? that you would love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and soul and strength. And the second is this, that you would love your brother as you love yourself. That's a very old commandment. <laughs> 
And yet it feels very uh, pertinent today in terms of that's the only way we will able, be able to find unity and maintain diversity. I gave you the answer before we even got going. We come, we gather around the presence of the Father. I love that we just have such a house of, the, of worship here, a house of his presence, amen? I mean, you felt this morning, Vanessa just does a phenomenal job of building and leading teams of people that are not just up here playing music. Yeah, give it up for Vanessa. Come on, V. Everyone's bursting, they just wanna give it out. Like, they're not just up here playing music. We're not just singing our three or four songs. We're not your average church. Bob said it really well, right? It's like, wow, this is definitely culture shock. We're not your average church. The presence of God gets cultivated in people's lives and it shows up in the room. And we come and we gather around this. We are drawn to this, amen? Our lives get changed because of this, right? Our, we have encounters with his presence. We get uh, things activated in us in the spirit that we had no idea was even possible. There's, we go through a transformation process in these moments that I shared last Sunday night, just these moments in, in worship around his presence. But this is, A, the first thing that brings us together. It's the presence of God. And, and as Steve would say, if the, we, you, know, you as a worship leader, when you come and you contribute your worship, it changes the environment. It contributes to the environment going to a different level of worship, a different level of his presence showing up. So we are all worshipers. We're first and foremost gathering around his presence. That's what brings us together. But secondly, what brings us together is that we are uh, sons and daughters who have a father in heaven, that we're his kids, that we get to show up, come into a room and not just encounter his presence, the presence of the father. <laughs> but now we're in with, sons and, with other sons and daughters and brothers and sisters, and we're gathering around this father, this one we love, this one we adore, that we all love the same guy. I know he's not a guy, go with me, right? We all love the same person. I saw uh, uh, some, I can't remember if it's been a few months, I don't remember how many months ago it was. You know, we're always in conversation as a leadership team just around navigating the hard stuff that's going on in the world, the hard stuff that's going on in our body, the hard stuff that's happening politically, racially, all the things. We're in, always in conversations around this. Like, how do we navigate this? What's, what is the Lord saying? What's he doing? And I saw this, like, you know, you got the, like, the left and you got the right. And I was like, I, I think what we need to do, if there's a string in between them, we need to grab the middle of the string and bring their eyes up. That if we can look up here, that will bring them together. But we got to look up here. And we're all looking at the same father. And we're all drawn together because of the same father, the same son, the same Holy Spirit. That if there be any unity, it's in that alone. Alone. 
And so our love for this father, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. Like, it, it, like this love, this adoration, this, this desire, this pursuit, this I've given my life to this father. We all have that same story. We've given our lives to this Father, to this Son, to this Holy Spirit. And, and the, the, the next thing, the next thing that, that binds us together is that we're brothers and sisters. That as we look up and our, raise our eyes and look up to the heavens and see the Father, see the Father come in and sit with us, His presence we gather around, the next thing is I find myself shoulder to shoulder with my brothers and sisters, my other spiritual mothers and fathers and, and daughters and, and sons in around me that I'm now shoulder to shoulder with. And it's our love and our affection for one another that we are meant to be bound by. Not my opinions, not their opinions, not my ways of doing things and their versus their ways of doing things, not, not their uh, way they dress, the way they look, not the way they behave, not the way they believe. Those aren't, these cannot be the things that bind us because if it is, it will deteriorate us. And we will all look the same. And I've been in those churches and that's not the church I want to be a part of. That's, this is the church I want to be a part of. The one that says, we hear a call. This says, we're called to be a diverse church and I want to protect that. And I know the protecting of that's only going to happen when we all raise our high eyes and look up at the Father, the same Father that we all love and adore. And we start looking at each other as the brothers and sisters of that same Father that are also made in the likeness and image of the Father. Everyone around you is made in the likeness and image of the Father. Even people that don't believe. I tell you, I whisper to them, I'll tell you. Even the people that don't believe. Even the people that don't believe in Jesus were made in the likeness and image of the Creator. <sighs> Unity is this binding agent. Where, let's say it like this. Unity is going to happen with the binding agent, and we have to describe what the binding agent is and what it's not. The binding agent has to be love. It's the only way it works. Love is scary. I've been married 20, almost 22 years. It's so scary. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> love is scary because it's risky. It hurts, <laughs> right? Nobody wants, to, nobody wants to really go down the love road if you don't have to because, man, it's going to be painful. And then something's wrong when it happens because then it's like, well, I guess I'm not in love. It's like, no, no, actually, that's what love is. Love is pain, pain is... Okay, that's not... That's not in there. That's not in there. But like... And there's a reason for it, right? Because I, I have to open up myself up to let somebody in to love, right? Vulnerability, transparency, authenticity... I've got to let you in to see who I am. I've got to, I, if we're going to have a relationship, I actually have to open up. Oh, that also exposes me to the potential 
of pain because I, what I, I did to get love could actually set me up to experience pain and hurt. And I promise you it will. So we can't be afraid of it when it happens. We get to walk through it together and grow in deeper intimacy when it takes place because I now learn more and more about you and you learn more about me. And it's great. I do this with my wife. We're great to do this with our spouse to some degree. But then what about my actual brother and sister? What about the people who don't think like me, dress like me, look like me? Can I do that with them? This is the binding agent that has to happen. We have to get really good at this that I celebrate you because you're a child of the king. That I, 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 I wrote this, like there's, there's a major shift that needs to happen in my value system. My value needs to be adjusted. My value must be placed on the person made in the image of the father my value for the people, my brothers and sisters and husbands, wives, whatever, mothers, fathers, my value for people has to be placed on them being made in the image of the Father. That's why they're valuable to me, not because they think like me, not because they behave like me. My, my disassociated value is because they believe different than me, so now I like, eh. No, 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 I can't disconnect because of that. My value for them is because they've been made in the image just like me. And we're all the same. We're all sinners and we're saved by grace, right? Like it's just, we all have the same story with the same father, with the same, <laughs> of the same mind of Christ, right? Like we, we, we're gonna have unique individual expressions. And what if I, my value for you wasn't just based on, well, they're made like me, but also they have a different bent than me. And that's actually what makes my value increase for them. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if we lived in such a way that my value for the people around me was actually looking for how they're different so that I can derive the benefit that they have to me? Because do you not know, we are all neatly and fitted together and joined by that which each joint supplies. This says in Ephesians, right? What, how are we joined? By that which each joint supplies. Your unique expression, my unique expression, that's actually what causes us to be joined together. But if that's the very thing that I'm, that I'm using as the bonding agent, in other words, you have to look like me, well, then I'm missing out on the way we were designed. And I become less because I don't get the benefit of what you were meant to bring to me. And so not only am I looking at for people and saying, how are you, uh, let me rephrase that. I'm looking at people saying, you were made in the image of God. You are my brother and my sister. We are serving and loving the same father, the same God, the same Jesus. These are beautiful things that are bonding agents that cause us to rally the storms together. Unshakable. Not only that, but I'm also on the hunt. How is it that you think differently than me? And tell me about this. Let me learn. The other thing I wrote, not only do we have to have our values being adjusted, and, and uh, how, do we have to adjust how we value one another, the way we value one another, we have to adjust uh, in, 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 in this uh, thing that we have to be learners. <laughs> if we stop learning, we stop growing. And I'm pretty sure the only reason we should stop growing is when we finally look like Jesus. Because isn't that the journey? Yes. 
until Christ is formed in you. And I, 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 I'm, I know we're not there. That's obvious. And if that's the case, then we constantly need to be on this, on this road of learning. And, and that requires change. It requires change in me. It requires me as I hear the heavenly father calling me and call, calling me to adjust. That means we're going to be on this road of even iron sharpens iron. So does one man another with our brothers and our sisters that I want to derive what you bring to the table. And how is your connection with the Holy Spirit different than mine? And how, is, how am I sharpened because of it? Being, being a posture of learners, uh, uh, which is really disciples, right? The word disciple means learner. <laughs> like this journey of being disciples of being learners, like uh, 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 if you find yourself in a place where everything that's ever talked about from the stage is what's in your head, then you're never gonna grow further. If you already agree with everything that's being preached, you won't go anymore. The nature of being disciples and being learners, the nature of living with the presence and living with the rhema word of God is that we are always being provoked to grow further and further and deeper into the likeness of Christ, which means we're gonna hear things that we don't believe. My first visit to Redding, California, Bill Johnson speaking, and I swear to you, I didn't believe anything going on in it said, he said coming out of his mouth. Oh, it was all heresy. Name it, claim it. You're saying things. There's no way this is true. But I could not deny that my spirit came alive and I had no idea what was happening. But I didn't care what he was saying. I knew I was getting what I needed. I knew I was in the right place. And I knew from that moment, I learned I actually have to repent when I hear the spirit blowing on stuff that's not going to match what's in my head. I have to change the way I think. I am on the journey as a learner or a disciple growing into the likeness of Christ, which is gonna require us to adjust what we think, what we believe, what we behave, how we behave. And that journey doesn't end. So I have to do some adjustments. And we, and this is, I wanna go back to the word. Like we have, Bethel Atlanta has, a Kairos call to our region. This isn't even just for us in the room. We have a call in our, to our region to demonstrate and model something that I don't think our region has. That, that's the ability to be bonded by love, connection, attachment love, bonded by relationship, and not by mission, mandate, or call. We've got a call to our region to bring unity where there is diversity. So what's on our, what's on our job? What's our takeaway? What's our action items out of this? Lift your eyes. Set your mind on the things above and not on the things of the earth. If there be anything worthy, if there be anything of good report, if there be anything uh, uh, pure, then set your mind on these things that we would be learners and disciples and constantly provoking ourselves and letting our brothers and sisters provoke us in our learning and growing and becoming like Christ. Because we're all on that same journey. Adjusting my value, that my value for the person sitting next to me isn't that they look like me, think like me, behave like me, 
but my value for them is based on the fact that they also, too, are made in the image of the Father, like me. And then taking it a step further and questioning ourselves, how is it that they are different, and can I put a value on that so that I can derive that benefit that they are meant to be as they're next to me? You guys can stand. Put your hands out. I know it's a little bit of a heavy, but it feels very timely. This is what we, this is what we, we long to see as Bethel Atlanta. We long to see that we figure this out and do this really, really well. Because the thing we value the most is the fact that we're diverse, that we all serve the same Father, and that we all have an individual unique expression and call on our lives and want to empower that. So you're gonna get a service that looks wildly different. (laughs) People like flags, people like streamers, people like to to dance and cry, and people like to, we want to empower people in their own relationship with the Lord. We want people to experience that freedom. We want people to not only take, take, experience that here, but now take that into the world and demonstrate what it looks like to serve a God who is like this. That we are bound by love and attachment for one another and for a father, not bound by anything else. That's the binding agent for us. So Lord, help us. <laughs> help us repent. Help us see. Help us hear. Lord, help us. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear, Lord. We just release a spirit of wisdom, revelation, and understanding in the room. Lord, that we would even become the disciples of Jesus and grow in the likeness of Jesus in ways we didn't know was possible. And Lord, help us in our journey of having hearts of, of love for not just you, but for our brothers and sisters, for our family for our fathers and mothers and sons and daughters, Lord, that we would have a heart of affection and genuine agape love. Help us, Lord, as we just begin to go down the road of stewarding a mandate to be something in the earth, Lord, that brings unity and change. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord. We thank you that you would just pour yourself out on us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.